What's up, party people? Welcome to this week's episode of Romancing Nancy Drew. I'm your host, Indy Nickerson, which stands for Nancy Drew Nickerson. You can find me at that handle on Twitter for as long as Twitter is still shambling, and at Romancing Nancy, if you are so inclined, which you do you. That's fine. If you want to see me occasionally post pictures from the books and then just laugh a lot, then that might be the place for you. This week's episode is... The Spider Sapphire Mystery. You have several questions. I can feel them. Spider Sapphire. On the cover of this book, Nancy is taking the weirdest senior portrait of all time. So she is, it's like from the shoulders up, so, but not wearing the drape and the pearl necklace and with her hair just so. Um, she is gazing intently, some might say angrily, at a spider sapphire, which is a big old sapphire with a spider in it, exactly as you might think. As for me, I was like, is is this a thing that can happen? Because I know, of course, that bucks can be encased in amber. Can they also be encased in other fine jewels? And maybe is the answer to that, because my two-second Google search was, like, inconclusive. So, possibly. I mean, it's a big world. All sorts of things can happen. This book came out in 1968, and... There's some weird shit in this one. Let's let's just go ahead and knock out some content warnings. Um, we're going to go to Africa. <laughs> Everything that that implies to you is going to happen. We're going to have some weird racism. We're going to have some colonialism. Also, um, we're going to have a disabled guy who seems to have suffered an injury and is now like intellectually disabled, and he is a recurring theme throughout the book. And, yeah, mm-hmm. Just just a lot of weird shit. Just a lot of weird shit. So, this book kicks off with Nancy being super excited to go see the said Spider Sapphire. Like, it's not even a thing that she needs to, like, necessarily find or anything. It's just, like, the Spider Sapphire. So, this dude, I refuse to remember his name, um, apparently, cr- like, Lab created a sapphire with a spider inside it. Because he had heard of another one. He had heard of a naturally existing one and was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna make one of those. And he did. And he told his buddy Carson, who was like, Nancy, you should go check that shit out. The associated mystery is that apparently somebody's giving him shit about it. Which, Nancy's like, well, first off, I need to go see this thing because it sounds boss. But second, why, why is somebody giving him shit about it? And her dad's like, IDK. So, Nancy goes to check it out. She is parking her car, and she is, of course, excited. She's in a convertible. I don't I don't know if we've necessarily talked about it that much. Um, she went from a roadster in the 1930s books to a convertible in the 1960s books. Again, in the Files series, she is driving a Mustang convertible and looking hot, hot as fire in that shit. Anyway, so she's in a convertible, and she parks her car, and she's getting real excited to walk down to the River Heights Museum, which is all of one room, I would presume, with some rocks that your friend Steffi found. Um but also a spider sapphire. So she goes in there, like she parks the car. She's like, yeah. And then all of a sudden two cars park, one on either side of her so close that she can't even fucking open her doors. And she's like, son of a, so she looks over and she's like, Hey, Hey, I want to get out of the fucking car. And they just get out of the, the, uh, you know, whatever door they can get out of and, and leave. And Nancy's like, what the fuck? She is not immediately doing what I would have done, which is going, I'm about to get murdered. She's like, oh, um, I'm sure this was an honest mistake. And I was like, it's never a fucking honest mistake with you, hon. So she's like, well, I would, um, try to just pop the top of the convertible, but, um, yeah, I can't, can't get out that way. 
because she had tried it before she left the house and apparently the mechanism was jammed and she was like oh i'll just take it by the you know the car place later and get this shit fixed but no she can't take the top down so she's like okay well i will just find another parking spot like a normal human being so she tries to back out of the spot and as soon as she puts the car in reverse basically a third car pulls up and blocks her in and she was like She's like, okay, this shit's intentional. And I was like, again, 10 minutes ago, 10 minutes ago, hon. That was 100% just them fucking with you. They don't do anything. Like, again, you have her, like, basically captive. And they don't do it. They just run off. And, of course, what does she notice about them? She's like, they look foreign and shifty. Like, the descriptors that we use for all of them. And like that's it so she's like well what the fuck so she decides to just lay on her fucking horn until somebody comes by and is like what the fuck's going on so that's what she does and a cop comes by and he's like ma'am and she's like hey hey so stuck in my car <laughs> and he's like you are correct he pulls out his little policeman notebook and he's like oh all these cars have been stolen and these are not the plates that belong to them son of a bitch and so he has to go get a locksmith he just leaves her there he's like i'm gonna go get a locksmith i would be like what if I'm about to be firebombed into oblivion because I am stuck in a captive car? I'm just gonna, just gonna point that out. No? Okay. Okay. You do you. So he runs off, gets a locksmith. The locksmith opens up the car doors. There's, I don't think there's any sort of identifying information in any of the cars. So Nancy's like, okay, well, um, let me park at a place that is less likely for me to get locked into my fucking car and go to the museum. And I was like, again, honey, um, maybe, maybe today's not your day. So she gets out of her car. She's walking, like, I guess it's like a block to the museum or whatever. It's long enough that she's actually walking down the street. And she hears somebody whistle and looks over because she's like, maybe it's Ned. And I was like, is your man fucking cat calling you on the regular in River Heights? Like, he just sees him and he just starts whistling. He's like, look at that fine ass. I don't know. But anyway, she looks over in case it's Ned and somebody fucking snatches her purse. I was like, again, this is not your day. These things happen in threes. Um, so some guy hears her shouting like that mess. Like he knocks her down, of course. So she's like, oh, he stole my purse. And some guy like runs him down and gets the purse back. But like he gets knocked down in the process anyway. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, it's fine. This is just what we do. We are non-playable characters in the town of River Heights, which is a game that you are in. And it's fine. We exist to help you. And then we vanish. We have no needs. It's fine. So. Again, Nancy's like, I'm going to see that fucking spider sapphire, you sons of bitches. So she's, she heads on to the museum. Um, when she walks in, she's like, hey. And the person there's like, are you here to see the spider sapphire? And Nancy's like, yeah, and it better fucking be here because my God, I've been through a lot. Like she's probably covered in like soot or something at this point. Just dress torn. Looks like she's just been through some shit. Wearing one of those weird outfits where your shoulders like half attached to your collar. Yes, that's, that's what she's rocking right now. She looks like she's been through a bar fight. But she's going to see that damn thing. So she goes in to look at it and she's like, that is super cute. It's there. It's actually fucking there. Like there aren't armed robbers about to bust in there and grab that shit. So she goes over to it and she's like, this is really cute. And then she notes that there is a small like business card sized little note stuck to the display case. It is like, this gem was stolen. And Nancy's like, at first I was like, do you mean it was stolen and replaced with a replica? Or... The more fascinating aspect of this is that this was clearly stolen from, let's say, Africa by people who have no right to it. Like, we're going to talk about colonialism. And Nancy's like, I think this is a hoax. And I was like, oh, okay. That seems like a weird place to jump on that, but okay. 
So she goes to the person at the front desk and she's like, hey, did you see that somebody was like um, trying to throw some shade on that thing? And she was like, huh? And the person at the desk goes over and she's, they're like, son of a bitch. Those assholes. And I was like, what, what do you think? They're like, oh, I'm sure it was a joke or something. And he's like, no. Okay. Apparently, the guy who created the spider sapphire um, had some people approach him who said, there's no way that you created this. Clearly, you stole it from this guy from who lives in Africa. And he's like, no, I, I made it in my lab. I would presume that he can make more of them. I don't know how long a process it is to, to lab create a sapphire in 1968. But anyway, he's like, no, no, I'm, I made this one. And they're like, no, you stole this one. You stole it. You give it to me and, and we're, it's fine. And he's like, no. And that's the end of it. So he's basically, they're like, we're going to basically like talk shit about you until you give us this thing. And he's like, no, which is why I contacted Carson. So Nancy's like, oh, it's, it's super cute though. Um, Nancy is actually scheduled to go on a trip to and this is what the book said, East Africa. I was like, what? What? The, what? Okay. So backing up slightly. In the, up to the mid 60s. So a few years before this book was published, but not very many, like 1963, 65. Um, East, British East Africa was a thing. Like they, they, um, as you know, as you know about Africa, like a bunch of different tribes have been like basically grouped into countries, like basically without their consent, based on colonial powers that had come into the country. So you had like King Leopold grouping people. You had the British, you know, the people who were going over there for the British government grouping people. You had the Dutch grouping people. So they would just group tribes together who didn't necessarily have any anything to do with each other. So he, British East Africa was just like, I think by this point has been split into like four different countries. They had only recently actually like, quote, won their independence and been declared like able to govern themselves and written their own constitutions and everything. But like, Nancy's still referring to them as East Africa. And it's like, I think that she mentions like Nairobi, Mozambique over there. So she doesn't actually refer to what we would commonly say the, the names of the countries as, but Anyway, I was like, did they just make up? No, they did not actually, in fact, make up East Africa. <laughs> I was like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna make up a country. It's fine. Centrovia. So, Nancy's supposed to go to a trip to East Africa with Ned and a group of students from Emerson, including, of course, Bert and Dave, who are dating George and Bess, who all of them are going. Okay, in the book, it's like, oh, if you're a zoology major or a, um, like, geol, I don't know, it named off, like, three different, like, sciencey majors, and it was like, people who are of these majors get to go on this trip, and I was like, Ned's none of those. Ned's none of those. I feel like he just was like, hey, do you know who I am? Also, um, there's a lot of maybe some unrest and maybe some fomented revolutions happening. And I work for the State Department, so my ass is going to be on that plane. Maybe he's there as protection. Maybe he's there because he's got some contacts in that country. Anyway, it it doesn't actually make any fucking sense that he's on this trip. Other than, of course, the fact that Harry Stratemeyer Adams was like, you know what, bitch? We're going to Africa. Get your bags. I do legit feel like Harriet Stratemeyer Adams was the person who was like, you know what, I've been, I've been feeling like I want to go visit some Africa. So let's, let's write a book there and I need to take a trip there and I need to expense that shit. So I have no, no evidence for this. Anyway, so Nancy's supposed to go with Ned and 
Um, it's like in two days. It's like, it's coming up very fast. She's talking to Hannah and Hannah's like, well, Nancy's like, I don't want to have to pay like fees on my luggage. And Hannah's like, well, let's, let's just do some packing and we'll put it on the scales and we'll figure it out. So like, that's what they do for like an entire fucking afternoon is Nancy like trying various configurations of her luggage so she doesn't have to pay a charge on it. Which again, I mean, if you think of like Brass Bound Trunk Mystery, where basically I was like, you could have smuggled a human in there. And now you're like, but that was a steamer. So anyway, I think that she, um, I don't think she calls Ned or anything. I think that maybe like, I don't remember exactly how this happens. I think that she does like, (coughs) possibly she gets a call that says that, um, Ned can't go. Oh, she's at her dad's office. That's what it was. I'm sorry. I have a head cold. She's at her dad's office and she's talking to her dad. She's like, the spider sapphire. And he's like, yes. And then he tells her all about it. And then like her dad's secretary picks up the phone and is like, oh shit. Okay. Let me tell her she's right here. So the secretary's like, oh, well, um, oh, you can't talk. Okay. I'll take down a note. So she tells Nancy, she's like, oh, um, the professor from, I think that it's just like the professor. The professor's like, oh, that Ned can't come on the trip. And Nancy was like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? So Nancy, um, she has like, she has the secretary fucking called the Omega house, which she immediately is like, call the Omega house. And the woman's like, okay, I'm right on it. At the Omega house, she's like, let me talk to Ned. And they're like, he, huh. They go look for him and they come back and they're like, he's not here. And Nancy's like, have you, have you guys seen him? And they're like, no, he's probably studying because we got some big exams coming up. And Nancy's like, okay, that's bullshit, but okay. So she calls the professor who's in charge of the trip. And she's like, hey, has, you know, has Ned told you that he's not going on the trip? Is there anything going on? And the guy's like, no, I talked to him like the other day and he was real excited about it. Like I haven't heard anything about him not going on the trip. And Nancy was like, okay, okay. Um, so then she calls back the Omega house and she's like, look, you bastards. Um, where is my lover? where is he? And they're like, are you that concerned about it? And she's like, yeah, I'm that fucking concerned about it. We're supposed to go on a trip and all y'all, all all y'all are coming with us because Bert and Dave are there, of course. And she's like, where the fuck is he? And they're like, I'm sure he's around here somewhere. And Nancy's like, search the fucking campus. And they're like, um, there's only like three of, we're going to have to get other people involved. And she's like, then fucking do it. She is like Scully in that one scene in the X-Files movie where she's like yelling at them to evacuate the building. And they're like, we're gonna... And she's like, I don't fucking care. Do it. She's that. She has got that going on with her. So she tells Bess and George who, uh, you know, of course, they've been planning for the trip too. And they're like, son of a bitch. Like, what are they going to fucking do? Because they have to, you know, if they're going to go up to Emerson. So they don't go, Nancy calls Ned's parents, because of course they're her in-laws, because she and Ned have been married for quite some time, um, she's like, yeah, have you heard from Ned, like, did he come home, anything like that, and they're like, what are you talking about, and Nancy's like, fuck, okay, um, we don't, we don't know where he is, so, they're like, okay, well, we better stay home in case there's, like, a ransom call, like, they're, they're concerned, and they're upset, but they're not, like, you know, hysterical, because, again, Nancy and Ned have been dating for a hot minute, so, the next day, the Omega house, he has not come home for the night. They don't know where he is. So Nancy's like, well, fuck it. We're going up there. So she like goes to Bess and George and picks him up at like 6 fucking a.m. They get to Emerson. They get checked in by like noon. And then they go over to the Omega house and they're like, hey, bitches, 
what's up? Have you found anything? Any fucking thing? The one thing that happens is that um, somebody takes a call at the Omega house, and they don't know who it is. It sounds like it could be Ned. And the person says, Swahili Joe Pear, and then like 4872, I don't, I don't fucking care what the numbers are. It's, it's two sets of two numbers. And that's it. They like say it very like hushed and weird and like rushed. And then they just hang up the phone. And the person who takes calls like, what the, what is, what is a Swahili Joe? What the, is it a new restaurant? <clears throat> is it a sex position? We don't know. <clears throat> so Nancy's like, okay, well, that's something to go on. Um, do any of you know a Swahili Joe? And they're like, no. I mean, we're, we're talking about Africa. But <clears throat> anyway, so... Um, eventually they figure out because all of them talk to each other and they're like, okay, if it was Ned, what could it mean? Has he been like, Nancy's like, I'm pretty sure he's been fucking kidnapped. Maybe Swahili Joe is the name of the person who kidnapped him. That would make some sense. Um, they, she contacts the local cops. They're like, um, we don't really know. We don't know. Um, but Bert and Dave figure out that Ned had been as part of like a cartography class or something because he's playing Buster Bluth for like two seconds. Um, he was, like, doing latitude and longitude and, like, maybe mapping, like, a pear orchard or something. And they were like, oh, okay. <clears throat> so they look at where it is on the map and the longitude and latitude match a pear orchard that's nearby. Not nearby, but, like, 30 minutes away or something. So they're like, okay, we still didn't pair, which it took them a while. They were like, P-A-R-E. So they figured that out. And they're like, we don't know the Swahili J thing, but it's fine. We're going to figure this out. So... They get in the, they all pile into one car because my God, it's the sixties. Are there seatbelts? Fuck you. So they get in, they end up on this like really narrow road and this farmer like is coming from the other direction. Like right after George is like, fuck, I hope nobody actually comes up on us because oh my God. And a farmer comes up and he's like, get the fuck out of the way. And Nancy's like, well, why don't, if you can back off the road, like, just a little bit, we'll just go around you. Like, I'm, I'm really sorry about this. And he's like, fuck you, no, you back up all the way to the fucking road, you piece of shit. And Nancy's like, sir, like, Bert and Dave are like, are we gonna have to fucking fight a farmer? Because we're here for it. But, oh my god. And then a cop pulls up and he's like, hi, I am Nancy Drew's personal security. What the fuck's going on here? And the farmer's like, these assholes. And he's like, bitch, back off the road a foot you piece of shit. Anyway, so they get to go around the farmer who never appears again. <clears throat> or maybe he does and he was in disguise the whole time. Maybe this is Elron. Maybe he's just trying out farming for like 45 minutes. Anyway, they get around him. They go to the field, like the pear orchard, and they're like, okay, where the fuck do we go now? Um, when all of a sudden a car pulls up and starts shooting at their fucking tires. So they get off. They're like, okay, we're going to pull over here. And they're like, get the fuck out of the car. Um, <clears throat> I think that, um, like, because they're armed and everything, that the, and I think there's four guys and there's, let's see, five of them. So Bert and Dave look around and they're like, they start doing like little gestures and Nancy and everybody's like, okay, okay, we got this. George, judo, Nancy, karate chop, Bess, screaming. And like, they, they figure out what they're going to do. So as soon as they get an opening, like, Bert and Dave go for it. And, like, George, like, flips somebody over her shoulder because she's being a badass. And Nancy's like, yeah! And so they manage to, I think they actually get two of them under, not, like, captive, but, like, manage to subdue them. The other two run off. 
So they'll like tie them up and throw them in the foot in the boot of the car. Um, the cop comes up like I think that he like I can't remember. I think that he maybe he went back for reinforcements. And when he pulls up, he's like, "What the fuck's been going on here?" And Nancy and her friends are like. So, these assholes tried to kidnap us at gunpoint, and the cops are like, fuck yeah, all right, and this car's been stolen, and you got two people, yeah. So, again, the teenagers are doing all the cops' work. Y'all need to know this. So, they search around, and they find, like, a cabin that is nearby, and it seems to be the cabin that they think, and the cops are with them at this point, okay. Um, It seems to be the cabin that maybe Ned would have called from because it's got like a phone line and it looks like it's been recently occupied, but like it's, there's not a lot to it. So Nancy's like, okay, so they tried to grab us, but the two that got off probably ran up here and warned them that we were on the way. So they, they probably moved Ned and they're like, but to where they haven't had a lot of time to move him. There's no car there. So Nancy's like, okay. So she goes outside and she's like, oh, and I think that they've got dogs. I think they do. But there's like a stream nearby. And they like track to the stream. And Nancy's like, okay, if Ned were able to, he would have left us some sort of sign. So she looks around at the trunks of the trees and she sees on one, on one tree trunk is carved SJ and an arrow. And Nancy's like, Ned, Ned left this. And they're like, what the fuck is SJ? And Nancy's like, fucking Swahili Joe. Like... And they're like, why didn't he just put his own initials? And I was like, Croatan. Like, we've left. Come find us. Um, And Nancy's like, well, probably he knew that if he left his own initials, they might notice that. But if he left SJ, they would just think that he was just carving some random shit. And I was like, none of that made any sense, but I love it, hon. So they go, they follow where the arrow is going and they go down the creek and they find another like little cabin thing like it it does take him a hike and nancy of course at this point is like basically frantic she's like oh my god he better his he better fucking be in there oh my god i'm about to lose my shit so the cops go up and knock on the door and they're like we don't hear anything and nancy's like you bust in that shit you motherfuckers (laughs) she is lit at this point and so the cops are like okay okay and so they like bust down the door and there's ned and nancy's like oh son of a bitch you Oh my God. Like she is beside herself. And Ned's like, you found me. I'm so excited. Okay. Um, at this point, Ned's like, I'm also really fucking hungry. Cause they haven't fed me. And Bess is like, I have a pack of crackers and also like some Snickers for reasons. And then she looks over at George, like, are you about to give me a raft of shit for this? And George for once said nothing. And I was like, that's right, bitch. So Bess hands over her crackers and her Snickers bar. And Ned's like, I feel great now. There's a concert at Emerson tonight. Nancy, would you like to accompany me? And Nancy's like, oh, sh- yeah? Are are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. Nancy's theory about all this is that the enemies, whoever they are, discovered that she was going on this trip to Africa, and they decided that if they kidnapped Ned, that it would keep her from going. And then she thinks to herself, and they would be right, too, like, if they kidnap Ned and if she cannot recover him before the trip, like she would not have fucking taken the trip. She would have stayed there until she could find Ned. Like, again, you're like, that's basic human decency. But I'm also like, I do love that. Like everyone, everyone fucking knows y'all are married. Like why, why are you resisting letting us know that you're married? We know that you're in love and that you've been married for quite some time. Anyway. So 
it's fine. Ned's back. I was like, clearly, like, because there's a little bit of gap there. I was like, clearly, Nancy was like, let me, let me help you to your room, honey. And let me just inspect you for bruises. And also we're going to make out some. Because again, the fun gender swapping of like, normally Nancy would be the damsel in distress, but it has to be Ned. And Ned, of course, is a big, like, muscular guy who had to be kept under control by Swahili Joe and armed men. Like, because else his his girl was gonna go knock the shit out of some people. Like, I do love that she was like, I'm gonna burn the fucking world down if you do not find him right now. I love it. I love it. They did also in the abandoned car. The they found I think they found a car that um the guys had abandoned whenever they ran off. Um they did find a little note that was addressed to Joe and they were like, Swahili Joe and I was like, again, fun. Um, apparently, and I think the cops pass on this information, they're like, oh yeah, there was a guy who spoke Swahili, called himself Joe, and apparently was in some sort of accident, and he sustained a head injury, and since then he has been like, not all there, but super muscular and really easy to be a henchman for people. So, Nancy's like, that's fun. Okay. And that's what Ned tells her. He's like, yeah, Swahili Joe was the one who was keeping me captain most of the time. And he managed to make a phone call when Swahili Joe like stepped out for a second. But he was afraid that if he took to, because he was told basically, if we catch you using this phone, we're going to pimp slap you into next week. And Ned was like, I believe you. So he only had like a few seconds to call out. And that's why he left a really cryptic, you know, message because he couldn't be like, let me tell you my exact address. So, so that's fun. So, after the comfort sex, after Ned's been like, I thought I'd never see you again, and Nancy was like, bitch, I would follow you into hell and put you over my shoulders to bring you back home. They have their concert. Hooray! So, the concert is actually by um, a singer from this part of Africa that they're going to be going to, and she has a really lovely voice, and they really enjoy the concert, and they find out that it's a fundraiser because she wants to raise money to go back to Africa to see if she can find her missing brother. Her brother apparently was a guide, like, when white people want to go on safari, and they have to hire somebody to take them out there and, you know, make sure they get back alive. Um, he went missing during one of those trips, and the, I don't think the book ever gives, like, a definite timeline. I think it maybe has been maybe a year or so. That's what it feels like based on the book, and that's what it feels like. Um, but she hasn't heard it. No one has heard anything from him. And so Nancy talks to the, um, I think it's Professor Whitman who is leading the group who, you know, Don Draper's alternate personality. Um, I think his wife is like, oh yeah, shit, I heard about that. And Nancy's like, what do you know about it? And the wife is like, well, I heard that he was leading a group out there and, and they were in like the jungle and he was trying to basically fight off a lioness to keep the lioness away from the group. And, um, something happened, like maybe he sent them back and when they went back to see if they could, you know, find him, if he was hurt or anything, like there was no evidence of anything, like he was gone. And they were like, maybe the lioness like took him back to her place. And that was it. Anyway, like from what they're saying, he was like so fucking good at his job that they're like, no, he like something horrible had to have happened for him to not come back. So, so a science point to he's dead, but um, Nancy's talking to the, the concert artist, the singer afterward. And she's like, she's telling Nancy about it. And also she teaches Nancy a, basically it's like a Swahili lullaby because Nancy was like, Nancy was like, I love this fucking music. I love it. I need a CD. Um, so the singer's like, 
can I teach you a song? And Nancy's like, do I look like I want to learn your song? I would die of joy if you would let me learn your song. So she teaches Nancy the song. And by the, like, they go over it, like, a few times. And by the end of it, like, everybody who was still there after the concert is like, Nancy, you are so good. And she's like, I know. Um, But, and Ned is, like, proud of her because, of course, he's like, guess what? Not only did she save my ass earlier, she's also a great singer. And we've been married for some time. Um, anyway, so Nancy says that she will, she'll see if she can find any clues. She doesn't have a lot of optimism about finding the brother, which who would at this point, but she's like, Hey, you know, the least I can do is at least look around and see if, if I find anything then I will send word back to you. Because again, she's like basically making a tour of the United States to, to raise the money. So I would have been like, bitch, take her with you. But that's not what they're doing. So anyway, they get on the plane. I've, I think that like everybody was really tired I think because of the concert and everything and all the excitement so uh Nancy Bess and George are sitting near each other and I think the boys are sitting kind of near them but not like right next to them and I was like y'all need to rearrange some seats but they meet Gwen who every time I say Gwen I'm like Gwen Stefani so that's gonna happen um and her boyfriend is named Hal. I don't think that they even really tell you that much about anybody else who's on the trip. Like, it's it's a bunch of people. It's a bunch. Um, they run into turbulence during the flight, and the pilot is like, okay, you need to, everybody needs to sit down and buckle their seatbelts. So everybody does, except for Gwen Stefani, who is like, fuck this, no. The other weird thing is that, like, as soon as Gwen is introduced to the audience, like, they're like, she's clearly wearing a wig. Like, it's, it's apparently like a blonde, like, an... I guess, normal haircut wig, but she's wearing a wig, and everyone's like, why is she wearing a wig? What, what's, uh, anyway, so, she, like, during the flight, when the pilot's like, sit your asses down, she's like, fuck no, and she stands up, and she's, like, showing her complete ass at this point, and she's like, I, I, no, I, these seatbelts are confining, and I was like, this is probably, like, before seatbelts were mandated in cars, like, that, that feels right, um, so she's like, no, I can't, mm-mm, and Hal's like, sit your ass down, and Gwen's like, no, Gwen, like, takes her little ass up to the cockpit, and, like, goes in there and slams the door behind her, she's like, I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind, and everyone on the plane is like, if there were an air marshal, she'd be dead, um, but yeah, she goes in there, and, like, they hear screams, and then she comes back, and they're like, what happened, Gwen, and Gwen's like, well, I... I don't know. I hit my head on something, but that pilot's a piece of shit. Anyway, so everyone's like, okay, you're that. You're like, you're the worst. And everyone on the plane is like, I feel really bad. Like, she's she's gonna be a fucking drag on this flight. On this entire trip. And Bess is like, well, if she's wearing a wig, like, maybe she's got some stuff going on. Like, maybe she's, like, really insecure and she just needs to make a friend. And everyone else is like, girl, you handle that. Like, we ain't, we ain't gonna handle that. We ain't here for it. But Bess is, like, really sympathetic toward her. So, um, after they go to, like, they go to a bunch of different places. This feels very much like one of those things where you've got, like, day trips and excursions planned, and you've got all the places you're going to stay planned and everything like that. So, because of all the shit that went down before Nancy left town, um, her father's like, yeah, maybe make sure that you're always with some other people. Because, like, Ned got fucking kidnapped. I'm just saying. I'm just fucking saying. The other thing, the two guys that um, apparently were involved with Ned's kidnapping who escaped, they are two, I think they're brothers, 
And they're from the same area that they're going to. They're associated with Swahili Joe. They're associated with actually the guy who has the original spider sapphire, the non-lab-created spider sapphire. <clears throat> but they've been traveling under false names. So they're pretty sure they left the United States, but they're not sure what names they're currently using or anything like that. And I don't think that Nancy has seen enough of them to like have their have them set in her head. Like she's not she's not like, oh, I would know them if I saw them again. So she's like, okay, well, we're pretty sure that they're gone. So there's that. But anyway, they're like, yeah, Nancy, make sure that you're with somebody. <clears throat> Which again, Ned is right there. Ned has just been recovered from kidnapping. Clearly, the best way to make sure that Nancy's never alone is for Ned to sleep in her bed with her. I mean, naked, but. Uh, hey you know you do you so they get there and I think like pretty early on they go to somebody's house and I think it's actually like the house of the woman who was on the safari that originally like that went out with his name is Timson the brother who's missing and she went with them and so she Nancy's like can I talk to her because she's like a direct witness and I want to know what she has to say about it um they have like a really and I think that they're, like, associated with the go- the previous white government. And, like, she has, like, a fucking, like, an estate. Like, she's married to somebody who is, like, a high up in there, like, maybe a, um, a diplomat or something like that. But anyway, so they go out there and they're like, this is a really nice place. And um, there's, they've got, like, this little, like, tiny nature preserve kind of thing where it's, like, in a courtyard of their house. And they've got, like, a lemur. And they're like, oh, oh my God, this is so great. So everybody's looking at the lemur and they're like, this is fabulous. And, um, Nancy stays behind because she's like, this lemur is fascinating. And I'm like, that, that does seem on brand for her. But again, everybody goes back inside and leaves Nancy alone. And like somebody sneaks up fucking behind her and puts a fucking plastic bag over her head. That's got a canvas bag on the outside of it. So she can't see. And also she's being smothered. Like they, they tie that shit and they like shove a note in her hand. And that's it. And Nancy's like trying to claw the bag off her head. And she's like, I'm going to die. This is how I fucking die. And Ned comes back out and he's like, Nancy, are you? Oh, fuck. And then he like rips the bag off her and he's like, what the fuck happened? And like, he's not mad at her. Clearly he's mad at whoever did this. And Nancy's like, somebody just snuck up behind me and put a fucking bag over my head. Um, and Ned's like, yeah, this is why we need to be sleeping together. And also like, I don't know, maybe a leash situation, maybe a harness. Don't make it weird, but maybe a harness. Um, anyway. So, um, so there's that. And the note is like, worse is going to happen to you if you don't stay away from this case or something like that. And Nancy's like, so they knew I was going to live. Well, that's, at least there's that. But like, clearly her life was in danger. So, um, she finds out from the woman who was on the safari that, yeah, what the impression that she has is correct. Um, but they do find out that there was another guide who maybe was with a different group. Um, I think that that's what happened, actually, is that the guide with the different group was the one fighting off the lioness, and then Timson went to help. And uh, anyway, both of them were invi- were involved in what happened. So Nancy's like, okay, so if I can track down the other guy, like, that might help. Um, she and Ned end up going to a travel agency together, and she's like, we want to go on safari. And they're like, you're white, so that tracks. Um, Nancy's like, can we have Timson? And they're like, mm, so awkward story. He's probably dead. Um, but they say that they will let them go on the same path, basically, that they, that Timson went on with his last trip. I love how they just, they don't even, like, assume anything about Nancy and Ned. They're like, okay, white people. Like, they're not like, oh, what, should I write down Mr. and Mrs.? Like, any of that, which would have given me a little thrill, but that's okay. Um, 
this is actually while the rest of the group is going to a different location and they have to like get approval through the professor and his wife to do this which I was like that also because oh my god you guys are just attracting trouble like magnets so um they go out there on the trip and I'm skipping around because there's a bunch of shit that happens in this book um they go out on the trip the guy who's leading them is like a really good guide and they tell they're like oh one thing that happens before this I'm sorry the entire group like including Gwen is out on a they take a bus and the bus is painted in zebra stripes to blend in and they go out to like look around at like hippos and things like that and they're like okay the rules first off fuckers you stay on the fucking bus second you stay on the fucking bus third if you are if we're near any wildlife you shut your fucking mouths white people so they're like you need to we need to not make them angry like they can kill us you dipshits so everyone's like okay 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 um so yeah they see like some lions and like they see some lions in the distance and Gwen is like oh my god I'm gonna take a picture and so she sticks her entire like torso out of the bus with her camera and she's like oh my god and the lion looks up and they're like shit Gwen get back on the bus and Gwen of course drops her fucking camera and she's like I have to get my camera back and she like starts she pitches a fucking fit again showing her entire ass and everyone's like, Gwen, you motherfucker, sit your ass down. And so, like, the wife of the professor, like, gets her umbrella and, like, hooks the camera strap so that she can pull up the fucking camera. But, and Gwen's like, oh, okay. But everyone's like, I want to set her on fire. I just want to fucking set her on fire. They're, they're not here for it. They're just not fucking here for it. So, um, I'll get back to Nancy and Ned's safari. Oh, that sounds... I want to say, like, a cute honeymoon idea, but no, because safaris are, like, a really bad thing. So, like, maybe just a theme for something. No, it's still bad. It's just still bad. Anyway, um, so they get back, and they actually go to the treetop hotel, which I was like, oh, yeah, that's an actual legit thing. And that's, again, where they're like, look, you assholes, don't speak too loudly. If you see some animals, shut your fucking mouths, like, at all times. You're like, if you're roughhousing, we're going to punch you in the fucking faces. I was like, again, a group for a rowdy, a rowdy group of college students. This is exactly their jam. So anyway, so like there's a watering hole nearby. And so they get to see like so many animals and they're like, this is so great. We love this. We love this. Uh, Gwen, of course, is like sitting upstairs on, on the balcony, like reading a book. And I was like, she reads books. Okay. That sounds like a normal thing. The most normal thing she's done this entire trip. Um, so she's sitting there reading and all of a sudden this like monkey climbs up on the railing, looks at Gwen and then like fucking snatches her wig, which is illustrated in the book, that monkey snatching that wig. Nancy sees it and she's like, oh my God. And so she tries to get the wig back from the monkey and she's like, let me offer it some candy. And I was like, again, that seems bad to offer monkeys candy. First off, I think they're already hyper enough. Second, candy is not a natural part of their diet. But anyway, so she works really hard to try to get it back and it doesn't work. Like finally they do recover the wig, but it's like the, the monkey is like pulled out parts of it and it's like all dusty and it's just real bad. And Nancy's like, this fucking sucks. Like I wanted to get her wig back, but shit, like she's hardly going to wear it like this. And Bess is like, girl, I got this. So she goes to Gwen, who of course has been, was really upset over the loss of her wig. <clears throat> and she's like, Gwen, you have such pretty hair. Like, I don't understand why you're wearing a wig. And she's like, oh, I just, I, I don't know. 
And Bess is like, girl, let me reset your hair. Uh, this is what I'm here for. I am here for makeovers and being everyone's BFF. So, so she fucking does Gwen's hair. She's like, she just needs somebody to be nice to her. So she does her hair and she's got apparently like short, dark hair. So I was like, similar to George maybe, but maybe not. Anyway, and it doesn't ever... The book never fucking explains, like, why she was so insecure about her hair that she had to wear a fucking wig at all times. Or, and also, like, at this point, when Bess brings her back out to the group and she's like, I would like to present the new Gwen. And so Gwen has, like, short, like, nicely styled hair, like, that Bess hooked her up with. And everyone's like, oh my god, you're gorgeous. Including, okay, her transformation had the biggest effect on George. He was like, she is simply stunning. And I was like, y'all, coming right up to some stuff and just not saying it. Anyway, I was like, is she, like, literally wearing a wig for disguise reasons? Anyway, so everyone's like, oh, my God, Gwen, you look so good. And Gwen, from this point on, stopped showing her ass. Like, it was as though all she needed was this. It was like the 90s teen movie where she needed, she just needed a makeover. She just needed a blowout, and she also needed to trim those those eyebrows. And now she's going to take off those glasses. She wasn't wearing glasses. It's fine. So, yeah. Now Gwen is a stunning bombshell that George may or may not have a crush on. Oh my god, so I think I need to point out at this point is that after Gwen's wig is snatched and Nancy's like, holy shit, like, they're gonna go tell Gwen that um, the wig is irretrievable. And Nancy's like, after I enjoy some of this delicious pineapple, like, I wish that I were fucking exaggerating, but that's what she fucking does. She's like, mmm, there's some pineapple though. And I was like, son of a bitch. Because again, Bess is like, I'm here for you, girl. Nobody else is. I'm here for you. So everybody's like, Gwen, you're a knockout. Hal is also like, damn girl. And I was like, like, you ain't seen her with that wig off. Like, y'all ain't banging. Anyway, maybe they ain't. I don't know. Maybe now they will. So George is like looking around later. Again, they're at the Treetop Hotel, which is where um I think Princess Victoria was informed that now she was queen. Um... And George is, like, looking around. She sees this gorilla, like, come up to the place and, like, climb up the tree. And she's like, son of a bitch, nice. And she's intrigued. And then the gorilla grabs her and, like, runs off with her. And George is like, what the fuck? And everybody else is like, uh, where's George? Who looked like she maybe wanted to have a tryst with Gwen later. And they look around and they can't fucking find her. And Nancy and Nancy and her friends are like, this is not like her. She would not do this. Because, of course, because, oh, my God. Um, when they come up to the Treetop Hotel, like, the first time, first off, they're, like, escorted onto the property by, and I wish I were lying, the White Hunter, which is capitalized in the book. Capital W, capital H, White Hunter, who is like, y'all need to be on your best behavior because these animals will kill you, as he's holding a large gun. Um, so the White Hunter again, everything's wrong, is like, did she, like, look at an animal too closely? What happened? Did she set off a flare? What happened? And they were like, no, she would not have done any of those things. Something bad has happened. Something fucking bad has happened. So the white hunter is like, okay, I'll go check it out. And he, like, ATVs off into the sunset. George, like, reappears, and everyone's like, what the girl? And she's like, yeah, a fucking gorilla kidnapped me, but it wasn't. It was fucking Swahili Joe wearing a fucking gorilla costume. And everyone's like, that tracks, though. That seems on brand for him. So George, once she realized that it was Swahili Joe and not a legit gorilla, that, you know, she was like, oh, I can reason. Um, She takes his mask and, like, push, like, 
swipes it to the side so that he can't see. And in the confusion, he lets her go and she runs away. And I was like, again, I love that this is a tactic that has been used multiple times in multiple Nancy Drew books to great effect. So if somebody's wearing a ski mask and trying to abduct you, now you know what to do. Just move that thing a few inches. They'll be disarmed for long enough for you to get away. So, um, yeah, so, like, what the fuck? And again, there's this whole, like, oh, Swahili Joe was injured in his head, and that's why he's just real, real susceptible to criminals. I was like, or, again, Elrond is behind all this. So, and again, I don't remember the timeline for any of this shit, because, oh my god, um, just, it's like a series of unfortunate events, Nancy Drew edition. So they go to a a nice hotel. Um, like they have nice rooms. It looks like a place that a lot of like white people stay at when they go through town and Nancy, Bess and George are sharing a room. And so they go in, hang up their dresses as one does. And they get, they go out. They actually find out from the person, like one of the people who's staying at the hotel that, Oh my God, the guy who actually has the legit, like, nature-made spider sapphire is staying at the hotel. Like, he apparently comes once a year, and this is the time to be staying there. Of course, because that's how this shit works. So, Nancy's like, oh my god, can can I talk to him? And they're like, yeah, sure. He's really friendly. They find out that he has a, like, personal assistant, and then he has the two dumbasses who have been trying to, like, ineffectually harm Nancy in an Elrond sort of way. Um, So, she goes to talk to him, and he's like, oh yeah, um... And Nancy's like, so I, you know that there's a guy in the United States who has a, like, a created sapphire, and, and dude's like, well, I'm sure that's possible. And Nancy's like, so you don't know about that? And he's like, no. She says, what about your spider sapphire? Like, I've heard that maybe it's been stolen. And he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm sure it hasn't been stolen. Like, psh, nah. And Nancy's like, are, are you sure, though? And he's like, I think it's just been misplaced. Like, I don't, I don't think anything's happening with it. Like, psh, like, again, Nancy's first thought was that this is some sort of insurance fraud. Like, clearly he's got the thing insured. It's priceless. They're going to pay out, and then, like, something will happen. But, of course, like, it would have to be split up into gems to... Because, of course, by God, if somebody's like, I have a spider sapphire, everybody would be like, that's stolen property. So, yeah. So, Nancy's like, so, like, how how can you be sure that the person in the United States doesn't have your particular spider sapphire and he's like oh that's easy because the spider that is embedded in my sapphire is one without spinnerets and nancy's like oh okay so he's saying that this is like an old school like basically a pre-spider that this is before that spinnerets and he's like yeah pretty cool huh they didn't use to spin webs and i was like this feels like bullshit so i actually looked it up and no he's he's correct like we're talking like real real old like spider precursors indeed did not have spinnerets but also i was like could i've never peeked into a spider's underwear i don't know if i could tell that they had spinnerets or did not nancy's like oh yes of course as though she's spent a long time studying spiders which knowing her she probably fucking has like during her wednesday adams phase so so nancy's like oh okay so now she knows if she runs into a spider sapphire and she knows how to check into those undies and see if this is the legit one so she's like that's good to know um they go back to their room after this, and all of their clothes have been burned in the fireplace. Their luggage is gone, and their clothes have all been burned. And the girls look at each other, and they're like, what the shit? What the absolute shit? Who would have done this? 
And when I say that all their shit was burned, I mean it. Like, they can see the ashes in the fireplace. Their shoes are gone. Everything. Everything's fucking gone. Including their jewelry, which is, um, I think that they, like, run down. And the guy that she's just been talking to about the spider sapphire is like, um, is, was your jewelry also gone? And he's like, son of a bitch, yes! And he's like, okay, so I would think that somebody, like, whoever was fucking with you, like, stole your jewelry and then burned, like, everything else. I wouldn't think that your jewelry had been burned. So, you know, you might be able to recover your jewelry. And the girls are like, we got nothing to wear. So Gwen, Stefani, um, actually goes around to the other girls on the trip and they manage to come up with enough clothes for the girls to be clothed for a while and they're like oh my god thank you and, but you know until they can actually go out and buy some more of their own clothes which again was super nice of her like she even like I can't remember who Gwen lets borrow one of her frocks but anyway they're like oh my god this is really cute and thank you and I was like again George is gonna be like the only way I can repay you is through some some banging anyway so the girls are like eternally grateful and the funny thing is that the guy, um, the guy who has the spider sapphire, he actually leaves pretty soon after because, again, he this was a scheduled trip. He wasn't out there to see Nancy. But he leaves um, boxes with the front desk. Now, Nancy, like, has a pretty good feeling about the guy. She's like, uh, you know, his vibe is good. I feel like he is not involved in any sort of shenanigans, but I don't know. And so when he leaves the boxes with the desk clerk, and he's like, these are for the girls. She's like, I don't know. I just don't fucking know. So they do actually open the boxes. All three of the girls open the boxes. And they have, like, really nice, like, locally, like, around that area, locally made necklaces. Like, with beads on them and everything. And they're really nice. Nancy's, of course, is slightly fancier than the other girls because he knows that she is the leader. And Nancy's like, I don't know. I don't know if we should accept this. And Bess is like, fuck yeah, we're going to accept it. Like, hello. And so they decide that, yeah, they're going to accept it. And Nancy's like, this is really nice, though. Like, he did not have to do this. I mean... Because, again, he found out that all their shit had been stolen. So, that was really nice of him to do. Again, I love that he's like, I'm going to give Nancy a bigger one, though. And I was like, and it's it's going to be fine, though. It's going to be fine. So, the girls have to go into town. They have to buy, like, new luggage, new everything. They can't find any shoes that they like, which is a bitch. And I was like, I get that, though. Like, you need some shoes that you like. There's one point in this where I, th- I think it's actually when they're trying to recover Ned that Bess is like yeah, my shoes are not appropriate for this. And I was like, girl, why are you not wearing hiking boots at all time you're with Nancy Drew? Like, oh my God. Like, at least some sensible flats. That's that's the vibe. But anyway, <clears throat> while they're in town, um, and I think that all this happens around the same time. This is around the same time that Nancy and Ned scheduled their safari. Um, their horrible, horrible safari. So they go out. The guy that originally, like reported the death pretty much takes them out he's like the second best guy I guess now he's the best guy I was like again this seems kind of like maybe the reason that he would have done this I'm just saying so um he takes him to the place and Nancy's like okay um are there any tribes near here that maybe if he had been injured maybe he could have made it to their location and they maybe he's there like that would make some sense so they make some inquiries and they find out that, yes, the most local tribe actually um, did approach. And, like, there was a set of them with spears who approached and they thought that maybe it was a threat. But, in fact, they were there, I think, hunting the lioness who had been, like, threatening their village or whatever. And so they came across Timson. 
took him back to their village and he had been grievously wounded, but they were able to nurse him back to health, but he had lost his memory. Um, and then he left soon after and Nancy was like, well, son of a bitch. But anyway, she finds out what she can about them, but, um, she and Ned go to that village and they talk to them and they, the village invites them, the people who live in the village invite them to share a meal. And so, and they perform and do little dances and everything. And I was like, this is, this is hitting real, real hard on colonialist stereotypes. Um, because Nancy, sings the Swahili song that she learned when she was at Emerson and they're like oh my god you're so good we love you and I was like because she's such a beautiful white lady and afterward like Ned looks at Nancy and he's like you know the leader of this tribe is probably gonna take you for one of his wives now and Nancy's like bitch we're already married but the other thing is that Nancy thinks she's like they're becoming more civilized so I'm sure that they're not doing that anymore and I was like again hitting with the colonialist bullshit but i mean i i object to a lot of what's happening here but it's it's one of those things where it's like okay you're leaning in real hard on the stereotypes but at least it's nothing like and now we have to kill you or whatever so anyway um i think that the one thing that they do tell nancy about when he stayed with them timson was that he would um he did a lot of carving he liked to work with his hands and one of the things that he kept carving was like three antelopes together or something like that anyway so nancy's like that's good to know so she goes back to town and when they're shopping and i think that they have to they have to buy something else to go along with their trip um they find a place that is like their guide is taking them around to a lot of cool places and one of them like nancy's like can i stop and take a picture of like the she just wants a picture of like the street like the the shops that are organized along the street she doesn't necessarily want like a a picture of a specific person or anything she just wants like basically to like a view of what of the place where they're at so she takes a picture and then somebody from the uh, shopkeeper from the other side of the road the part that she didn't actually shoot runs over and is like give me your camera i don't want anybody taking pictures of me which she note they note in the text that certain people don't like pictures being taken because they feel like it steals part of their souls which again feels like they're both leaning into the whole like stereotypical like oh they're just dumb natives with their dumb superstitions but anyway so a cop comes over as they do and is like what's going on here and Nancy's like well I took a picture and this guy over here was not in the picture and he wants my camera because he's upset about me taking a picture of him but I didn't take a picture of him and he's like the cop's like seems legit leave her alone and the guy like has to go back to his stall and he's still upset but he just lets her go <coughs> and I was like again on like holy shit, guys, you could be better, you could, you could be doing this better, anyway, so, they go look at some shops, um, and one of the places does, like, little statuaries, and she's like, oh, have you seen anybody around here who's doing, like, other, like, work like this, because she's hoping that, like, maybe Timson, if he lost his memory, maybe he forgot that he was a guide, and he likes, he reverted back to being an artist, basically, but at one of the places, the guy's like, Oh, oh my God, you're super cute. Can I make a, de- I need to make a death mask of you, which is a chapter in a cliffhanger. And Bess is like, fuck no, no, uh-uh. And Nancy's like, I'm intrigued though. Keep going. So a de- he's like, maybe your dad would want one. And I was like, I like that you know so much about her. Um, but yeah, it's like literally a likeness of the person that you could keep even after the person has died. And I was like, 
I mean, again, you're talking about places where, like, photography might not have been accessible. So, I get it. So, they do, the artist does a fucking death mask of Nancy. And she's like, fuck yeah, I like it. Um, And they put, he after he finishes it, he's, and I think that they, he's like, okay, I've got enough. So like, you can go shop for a little while. So, when they come back to pick it up, um, he's like, I put a little secret compartment in here for you. And Nancy's like, how did you know I was in the secret compartments? And if you, behind the eyes, there's like, there's a tiny little secret compartment so that you can open it up and you can hide something. And he was like, yeah, so, you know, you might want to hide something precious in there where somebody's not going to look for it. They take it back to the car and the guy is like, oh, he made you a death mask. Did he put the little secret compartment in there? And he's just like, how did you know? And he's like, he does it for everybody. Um, so again, he's like, it's secret, but everyone knows about it. So anyway. Um, they go down to check out some more shops and Nancy sees like the three antelopes and she's like, oh my God. So they go into that shop and Nancy's like, hello, Timson. And he's like, my name is Mr. Something other than Timson. And Nancy's like, really? And then she sings the Swahili song and he's like, oh my God, I am Timson. Like uh, his, it's not quite that quick, but it's close to that quick. And he's like, how did you know me? And she's like, your sister's been looking for you, hon. Like, she really misses you. She thought you were alive this whole time. So she talks to Timson about what the fuck happened. And he says that the the people from the tribe, like, came and got him. And Nancy's like, she said that the people in the tribe said that you kept saying something like, I need to go to the authorities. I need to tell the authorities. And, and Nancy was like, what was that about? And Timson's like, oh, shit overheard these two people talking and they said they were going to steal the spider sapphire and they said where they were going to hide it and i was like i need to go tell the authorities because basically timson found out that he was going to be blamed for it because that was another fucking rumor that was going around that apparently the spider sapphire like went missing and timson vanished around the same time and everyone was like well he clearly stole it and then ran away and that's why we haven't seen him again and so he was like, basically, I need to preempt this. But then he lost his memory and he was gone. So Nancy's like, son of a bitch, where did they say they were going to hide it? And he's like, in a basement that was near here. And Nancy's like, good to know. So she reconnects with Ned, tells him what's going on. And he's like, okay, well, let's, let's go look for some basements. It sounds hot. Let's do it. So <coughs> I think that like... Timson was pretty sure that it was going to be in a building that he saw the two people come out of or something like that. So anyway, Timson manages to lead them to a place that he's pretty sure that it's this place. And I was like, again, I would be fearful of everything that's happening right now, but they're going to power through. So uh, Nancy and I get into the building and they go into the basement. They're looking around and Nancy's like, this feels like a dead end. Like there's not, there's just not a lot here. So they look around and they find a place where they were like, okay, if I were in a hurry and I wanted to hide something, this seems like a convenient place for it. And it's like near a, a beam or something like that. And so Nancy sticks her hand in and she finds the fucking spiders. It's in a little like gold case, like a little gold jewel case. But she opens it up and finds the fucking spider sapphire. And she looks at it and she's like, it's the real one. There's no spinnerets. And that's like, fuck yeah. And then all of a sudden they hear somebody tromping down the stairs. Who's like, who's there? And they're like, shit. So, Nancy, who still has the fucking death mask with her, opens up the secret compartment and puts the spider sapphire into it, but they hold on to the little gold box. So, down the steps comes the two assholes that kidnapped Ned and ran away and have been fucking them up. I forgot. Holy shit. Before this point, because, again, the timelines are really weird, um, when they were traveling between one place and another, 
This is after they had to, the girls had to replace their clothes and everything. Um, Ned helps carry Nancy's suitcase. Like they had flown in and the Nancy's bag comes up on the baggage carousel. And so Ned gets it off the baggage carousel for like helps her carry it. Um, but what they notice is there's like a little piece of paper on it. And they think that maybe it just, you know, was a tag that was put on during the plane ride or whatever. And then Nancy helps put it in the car. So both of them have touched it. Pretty soon after, their hands start stinging and burning and itching, like, really bad. And they look at each other and they're like, son of a bitch, there was something on the the suitcase handle. So they stop at the closest pharmacy that they see. And they run inside and Nancy's like, we need mineral oil, like, right now. And he's like, what's going on? And Nancy's like, fucking mineral oil! And the guy's like, I don't, let me go check. So he brings it out and puts it on, like, little, like, cotton balls. He's like, oh, well, here you go. And they, like, dab it on their hands, and they're like, no, no, get a fucking basin. And the guy's like, okay, I don't know what fucking drug you guys are on. I don't, I don't like this. And Nancy's like, get a fucking basin. <laughs> she ain't here for this shit. And so the guy is, like, clearly uncomfortable with everything. And he's British. And he goes to the back and gets a basin and fills it with the mineral oil. And Nancy and Ned, like, plunge their hands in it, and they're like, oh, my God, thank God. I'm going to point out... They have no fucking clue if this is going to work. They're just like, this feels like probably the the most likely thing to counteract this. Whatever the fuck was put on that, that baggage handle. So they put their hands in and they're like, oh my god, oh thank god. Like, the relief is orgasmic. And they're just sitting there like, oh, oh thank god, thank god. And the pharmacist is like, yeah, I need y'all to leave. Like, I ain't here for this. And so Nancy's like, oh, well... Here, thank you for thank you for helping. I know that this was hard for you, and she pays him for the fucking mineral oil as one should. But anyway, he's like, "Thank God, y'all guys, y'all are getting out of here." I kind of get it because what the fuck? Are next is Elrond gonna stroll in and be like, "Yes, finally, I have you." Like seriously, and one of the guys cleans off the handle really well so that it's not gonna fuck up anybody else's day. But really. So, again, their clothes have been burned. Um, somebody fucking put acid or whatever the fuck on her luggage handle to fuck with people. Um, Ned got fucking kidnapped. They're, like, the Swami jo- Swahili Joe, dressed as a gorilla, tried to abduct George. Like, there have been a, a series of horrible events that have been happening in this book. Nancy getting, like, boxed in in her convertible. All, all sorts of shit. All sorts of shit have been going on. So the two guys who come down the stairs are the ones who have been responsible, as far as I know, for everything that's been happening. And it's the guys who, I think, either directly or indirectly work for the guy who was the spider sapphire. And they're like, where is it? And Nancy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, you have the box. And Nancy's like, it was empty. (laughs) I guess you got double-crossed. And they believe it. Oh, my God. Nancy and Ned look at each other. And they're like, I guess you got double-crossed. Um, at this point, they look at Nancy, like, they're still trying to intimidate her. And they're like, tell us where it is, or we're going to whip him. They have a bullwhip in their hands. And they look at Ned, and they're like, we will whip him. Because Nancy and Ned are basically trying to protect each other, like, trying to stand in front of each other at this point. Like, Nancy steps in front of Ned, she's like, fuck, no, you don't. Like, before this point, Ned was standing in front of her. And I was like, I love that first off they're like nancy's the mastermind here second if we threaten ned because again they previously did to great effect um then she's gonna come through um and then they're like i guess you got double cross there's no spider sapphire here so the two of them start arguing with each other 
And then that wasted enough time that uh, Timson, who had been watching and saw them go in there, had enough time to get the cops. <clears throat> so, yeah, basically their plan had been to steal the spider sapphire to report it as, as missing, collect the insurance money to, like, basically to have the to allege that somehow the other spider sapphire was involved, which is all bullshit. It's just ridiculous. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, they're going to contact Emerson and see if they can find Tim's sister to let her know that he's been found. He's really excited about seeing her again. And they're going to try to get her back over there so she can see him or him to her. I can't remember. Anyway, they're going to try to reunite them. Um, but yeah, so that's it. We're good now. Um, uh, the missing people have been reunited. Nancy and Ned are, have had hot reunion sex based on the fact that she recovered him from kidnapping, which I fucking love. I'm, part of the thing about these books is that in the early ones especially, like, Nancy's Nancy is put in peril a good amount of time. And in the later books, it seems like people she loves are put into peril more often than she is. But I still love it, though. It's, it's still some good shit. It's some good shit. I love when we get a gender swap so that Ned gets to be the damsel. I love that. That's some good shit. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much it. We've solved the mystery and everything's good. And we're still, like, they're still in Africa at this point. So, um, yeah. What have we learned? I don't even fucking remember if they caught Swahili Joe. And again, they're like, I mean, he's, we're not going to hold him really responsible for this because, my God, he didn't, he was not the brains behind this operation. Um, he seems like very physically big and imposing, but not, not intellectually just there for doing stuff by himself. So it's like, y'all fucked up. Y'all are just real fucked up. They also decide that, um, the guy who had the spider sapphire, his assistant had to have been involved in this. And that's what they decide. That's why the two of them start arguing is they're like, okay, so clearly he double crossed us. The guy who basically hired us to do this double crossed us. So, (coughs) so there's that. Um, yeah, so we're done with the mystery stories for this set, for this season. Uh, next season we're going to pick up with Trouble in Tahiti for the mystery file, for the Nancy Drew Files series. So I'm excited about that. Um, I don't, I think that this is true. I think this is the only time in the series that Nancy goes to Africa. I think that's true. I feel like this was extremely deeply colonialist in several thousand ways. Um, I'm going to say that it was probably, like, not groundbreaking for its time. I would say that this is probably, like, right on brand with the way that Americans would have thought about Africa at the time. Like, very much like, oh, my gosh, they're being, they're becoming civilized and everything's fine. But, again, we're talking, like, 1968 at this point. Like, you've still got a lot of outdated shit in your head. Um, and she does, too. And it's it's what she would have done. There's... Some interesting stuff in here. I love that Carson's like, I mean, just go and make sure you're not by yourself. And basically, as soon as Nancy's alone, she almost gets killed by somebody putting a bag over her head. But, and again, they keep... The the sheer, like, both incompetence of the henchmen and the fact that they won't do what anybody, I think, would have done if they're, like, only an 18-year-old white lady detective from the United States. That's the only person that could possibly follow our plan. Why not just fucking kill her? Like, which was my question often, like, especially after I was, like, 10 years old. I was like, why are they just not killing her? Why are they not, like... Because they're doing everything up, too. 
make it look like an accident. Again, he can he dresses a gorilla. Why not just pull her off and just fling her to the ground? Because oh no, I'm just a simple gorilla who tossed a lady to the ground. Just King Kong in it up here. Just being real, real weird. But no, that's that's not how they're gonna handle this. So <clears throat> yeah. I do feel like we need to hook back up with Gwen later and see if she's exploring any any other aspects of her personality that we may not be familiar with at this point. But yeah, for the rest of the book, she's like really nice. And again, there's no real explanation of why she was a total hose beast before this. Where it was just like, oh, I'm just going to be like real, real, I'm going to show my ass as much as possible. And then after this point, she's like, every all the girls accept her. It's as though like after her remodel, after she has gone over her extreme makeover, Gwen edition, they're all like, but we love her now. She's she is one of us. She's perfect. I don't it's it's so fucking weird. Anyway. This trip has taught us nothing. Um, is Ned still probably working for the Secret Service? Of course he fucking is. Like, I feel like I don't know. I don't know. I feel like him being kidnapped in this book. Maybe you're like, maybe this point's to fa- maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. And I'm like, Again, I could argue that he had planned that part where he was like, I'm just going to see what they're doing and let them kidnap me so that I can eavesdrop on their conversations. So at any time, I could have broken out of these bonds. Um, Yeah, adorable. I love it. But I really love Ned being in peril and Nancy having to rescue him. So there's that. So until next time, stay sleuthy, my friends. <laughs>